Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It'll cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person, living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and no celebrity has endorsed any aspect of this show. To another episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky. I'm Nick Nitro. Way to oversell it. Uh-huh. And well, with me, as always, dear God, is. Sorry. Oh. John. Oh, well, it's nice to talk to you again. John. Thank you. Let's see how long we can keep that up. Nick. <laughs> so. We hope everyone had a great weekend. Yes. Um, nothing really exciting happening over the weekend, really. No, no holidays, no, no no sad things happening. No, nobody died, or at least that we know. Yeah. If you know someone that died, I'm Well, there's, they're still raping Michael Jackson's soul with that. Yeah. What's know. this? What is... If I heard that they're saying, like, he was murdered, and... Or are they just saying that he was... There are more than one family member that's Latoya Jackson, mm-hmm. which, take that for what it's worth, yeah. that believes that he was murdered. Because the family had their own autopsy done, and that's what they suspect. And the way Latoya made it out, it's like, it's, he wasn't murdered by one person. He was murdered by the group of people that was around him. Oh. So I'm assuming, like, the doctor and the people, like, probably... The They're saying the that they, like, OD and, like, gave him too many drugs. And probably. Okay, I got you. But, uh... Oh, and then his dad is doing the reality show and got paid, like, $400,000... Reality show. Mm-hmm. They said Michael Hunt. What? <coughs> um, <coughs> they have been chewing, apparently, with, with Joe John, Joe Jackson, uh-huh. whatever his name is, a documentary for A&E. Yeah. And they have all this footage. And now, you know, the rest of the family is like, you know, we shouldn't really release it, but he's going to release it anyway. Yeah. And there's some footage of Michael in there. They're going to capitalize on it. And oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so, huh. but I digress. So, we have uh, actually some uh, a few comments and, and tweeters and tweeters, tweeters, <laughs> tweets, tweets. And see, you know what? Isn't that sad? The technophile of the group. I would say because I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm the social. Because God knows that I'm not going to get on Twitter. And if you do, you would oh you you would probably say. This is. I am never going to update Twitter. <laughs> and that's this the is only, my only comment ever. Ever. So, um, <laughs> but uh, <coughs> I am a coughing beast. I'm so sorry. Uh, JT uh, Shea, our friend at the Goodcast, yes. In response to watching the final episode of Eli Stone, uh, Twitter to us, Eli who? For shame, JT. For shame. I don't get it. I I, I don't. Um. I mean, we we just rammed that show down everybody's throat <laughs> so much to try to save it, and uh, yeah, uh, we even interviewed the guy. Yeah, Jesus. 
I, I think really probably his collective response was, "Who cares anymore?" Uh-huh. That's why the show's canceled. Yeah. In that, I say, "You made me sad and cry like yeah. a little girl." Um, we got a few responses on our Brewster's Million episode, which it's been a, been sort of a popular episode uh, last. Uh, well, it's always our last episode is usually popular, but it's been proving a little bit more popular immediately than mm-hmm. some of our previous episodes. Um, and we had a uh, an email response from Mark, and this is what he said. He said, okay, just heard your latest Brewster's Millions Challenge, and I immediately came up with two options. Option one, hire a real estate agent for a fair amount, for a fair amount, to perform the mm-hmm. following transaction. First, buy Disney World or some other high-end property that would burn up your dollars. Then, sell it for nothing for more than the cost of your real estate agent. Then, pay the real estate agent with your earnings. I don't remember if there were any rules about selling items at fair value. And then the second option was the second choice might be less probable but certainly more fun. While you couldn't get a movie made with certain time restraints, you can knock out a porno in an afternoon. (laughs) The key is to recruit some A-list stars that would never do it unless you pay them ridiculous amounts of money, fair value. Of course, the trick would be to keep distribution of the film tied up so you wouldn't make any money off of it. It also might be fun uh, show topic to discuss who you pay ridiculous amounts of money to appear in the porno. So, I mean... I'd pay Zach and Mary. I, you know, I would too. But but here's the thing, though. Uh, the fair use is fine. It would be more the issue that you couldn't. That was that was actually well, you couldn't have it tied up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You could spend the money to make the film, but the problem is the film would get tied up in distribution and everything like that. Yeah. So now, if you just paid them just to watch them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really actually that's what you, Mark. You've hit upon. You've got us to the precipice of a uh-huh. greater idea, <laughs> which you is go. you just pay li- pay a list celebrities to just have sex, <laughs> and when you when you do that, you will probably spend sixty million dollars in one night. Six hundred million. Well, no, 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 that's the thing though. Six hundred million is what you win. Oh yeah, sixty million. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, but that was good. Now the first one, I would that I would be fine with that, but I guess I'm confused on the fact that when you get even though the the Profit made goes to the the real estate agent. Yeah. The money you have left over before that, though, is still yours. Yeah. So that's that's. I don't think that's going to work. But Mark, thank you very much. It was actually some really good ideas. And I yeah. said you got us to the precipice. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't like people having sex? Huh? Yeah. Watching it a little weird, but even better. What if you paid the A-list stars to have sex with you? I like that. That'd be even more fun. That would be super. Mm-hmm. Who would who would you hire? I'm not at liberty to answer that. <laughs> Is this because your wife's going to listen to this particular? Actually, episode? if she knows she she knows who I would pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know what? Well, psychically, John is psychically right now saying that to his wife, and his wife's like, Ugh, Amanda would know. Yeah, she would know. <laughs> I would. Uh, I'd probably choose Mandy Moore. Yeah. Or, uh, I, I just think she's cues the button. I, I really do. <laughs> or, uh, you know, Scott Johansson is just way, she's like, whoa, like, I don't want to touch you hot. <laughs> For those on the Ustream, you saw <laughs> what he did. <laughs> Beyond that, though, just want to, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but no, I, I, I would, I would see, but I'm trying to think of someone else. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Tina Fey. Yeah. I would totally do Tina Fey in a second, in a heartbeat. Tina Fey, if you happen to just watch or listen to this, I'm so sorry that you had to hear about 
you know, me saying I want to do you, but by God, you are a one sexy mama. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on. Uh, we received a tweet from Crocker Heart. Crocker. Or Crock Heart, who noted, I'd be a wimp. Woohoo! Which is what John chose. Yes, I'd be a wimp too. And Topcat80 also chimes in, wimp claws for win. Mm-hmm. I think he means the win, but Topcat80. We appreciate you trying and giving your thoughts. And I agree, too. I would be at the one cost. See, a part of me would say, too, but it's like $600 million, and like you know you totally could. At least I feel like totally could. My luck, there'd be like some screw up, and John, I, get, I would get jack crap. That, the guy who played the, the, the pastor in Seventh Heaven mm-hmm. is hired by the lawyers to make sure you don't meet your deadline, but secretly you don't know. Yeah. I oh, never wait. watched Seventh Heaven. <laughs> You're right, but that's the guy who apparently he plays him in the uh, oh in, in the actual Brewster's Million. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> I thought that was like that was show. more of a. <laughs> I thought that was in Seventh Heaven. I'm like, uh, never saw it. No, he was just the guy who plays the pastor. Okay. okay. I'm trying to think what other movies he's been. Was he in maybe the First Wives Club? I don't know. I don't know. All right, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was our emails and twitters. Uh, if you we get any voicemails? No, we didn't get any voicemails. We got one voicemail, but it was like. Hang up. And you know what? Yeah. Unless you have something kooky or crazy or some weird sound, I am not going to play it. So, <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Uh, someone who, someone here said that they were going to, uh, what does that say? Oh, we have someone in our Ustream line that says, uh, dude, it's fish. Can I dedicate a song? <laughs> Delilah. <laughs> what kind of song do you want? Do you want us to play it, or do you want me to play it, or I? Let me. It's... He can listen to us, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah. What What song would you like us to to sing, play? We don't have to play it if you don't want us to. Yeah, we, you know, don't we can have try to, to play it. We can we can try to put it in the break or I'll something. Tell you what, if you tell us what it is and I have it, I might possibly try to play it. John Wall. What? Huh. Mbop by Hanson. Mbop? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I might be able to do that. Think you can do it? Possibly. Do you have it? Uh I don't think so. It's not that difficult of a song. I can probably figure it out. Right mm-hmm. That's a that's a sample of mm-hmm. what we'll get together, and we'll we'll do it at the break. Okay. That way, it gives us all some there time. You go. We'll go ahead and play that at the break. Um, but just a little heads up. Uh, we have a. I found a few books of our nightly book that I was a part of. Fun stuff. It was uh, signed by uh, my friends Casey and Scott, and signed by myself. And you get a sketch. Uh, for the book, it's a pretty good book, ten dollars, um, and uh, that's signed by everybody. If you want the sketch, it's fifteen dollars, and all proceeds go to the good, the bad, and geeky, which all is right. awesome. Um, and also, let's let's go ahead and plug this now, yeah, because you mentioned this, and this is a good point. The entire time that we've done the show, for all the times that we have done about fifteen of them, we have yeah. never once. Ever once, hello Phil, uh, who entered our UStream chat room. Hello, uh, 
we have never once promoted <laughs> or, uh, or plugged, plugged or said anything about said anything about our, our our bathroom sessions. Which for those going, whoa, what's a bathroom session? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not something dirty. It's our UStream, uh, not our UStream. I'm getting confused here. Our YouTube, YouTube videos. Which is us, uh, partly us goofing around with doing cover songs. Other some doing parodies, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. like we had a really rin- uh, rousing rendition of "Beat It" by John mm-hmm. last week. And well, it was actually by Michael Jackson, but well, I performed it. John, John, you <laughs> had it was your arrangement. There you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, if you go to YouTube.com, look up "Good Bad Geeky," or you look up "Nargan." Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, there so, actually, yeah. I have a playlist for. It. There's some of the newer ones, like for the last like four, I've not added to the playlist, but um, uh-huh. I'm sure you'll be able to find them. Yeah. So, all right. Um, for those, if you want to leave a voicemail, go ahead and reach us at six one four three six four four zero eight eight, or you can contact us at the Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Or you can email us at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com. Or John, what else can they do? You can use the contact us link. At gbgpodcast.com. All right. Hell yeah. I got it right this week. That is right, sir. I didn't even read it ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, for news, we'll, we'll just cut straight into news here. Let's go. Let's go. Susan Sarandon and John Goodman are set to uh, co-star opposite Al Pacino and You Don't Hoo-ha! Know Jack. Hoo-ha. HBO Films biopic of Jack Kevorkian. Did you say hoo-ha? Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha or hoo-ha? Is it, is it, isn't it hoo-ha? No. <laughs> so it was hoo-ha. I think it's hoorah. Hoo. Actually, it's hoorah. 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 Yeah. Hoo-ha is a... Hey, Charlie. I, uh... Hoo-ha I want to dance uh, and I want to drive a car. Hoo-ha. Genitalia. No, wait a minute. That's hoo-ha. That's what you said. I know. That's what I know. That's what I thought he said. I know. Okay. okay. But it's not hoo-ha, though. <laughs> hoo-ha. Boys have peepees. Girls have hoo-hahs. <laughs> fair. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um... Okay, <laughs> it's and, a technical term, by the way. Uh, it is. Yeah. Is it is now is bajingo considered a technical term? <laughs> bajingo, well? bajingo, or vajay? Uh, only by Oprah. Only by Oprah. <laughs> okay, Annie uh, is uh, working on a reality that's project. If you're a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, for random, just stupid fact, you know that Rosebud meant, was Pussy Lips and Citizen Kane. I'm not kidding. What? Okay, Orson Welles yeah. based it after William Randolph Hearst. The girl that, that he was fucking, uh, Randolph Hearst, was his maid, or not his maid, his mistress. Uh-huh. His nickname, he found out, for her pussy lips was Rosebud. I'm not kidding. And that's why, like, one of the reasons why he really fucking hated that the movie about technically his life. Yeah. And ironically, later in the future, well, Orson Welles' own, but... Huh. There you go. Um, <laughs> the latest R-rated send-up from Sacha Baron Cohen opened at the top of domestic box office with an estimated $30.4 million. Are you going to watch Bruno? Just No. I'm not either. Uh, NCIS is on the prowl for some new blood. Producers are introducing a new male agent in his 30s early next season. The role is potentially reoccurring. Uh American Idol host Ryan Seacrest has closed... Now, this is just blows my mind, because the dude, I don't... Um, he's closed a major three-year deal, three-year deal with CKX, parent of Idol producer 19 Entertainment, hmm. which means he's worth $15 million per year, which is... 
Jeez. under that pact, which is believed to be the richest ever for a reality host, which it is. Seacrest will be exclusive to CKX and broadcast TV primetime to host Idol or any other show produced that might succeed it, which is just freaking ludicrous and unbelievable. I, yeah. Mm. Producers Don Murphy and John Wills have teamed up to option The Flock, a novel by James Robert Smith. The book tells the story of a group of highly intelligent giant prehistoric birds discovered in the Florida Everglades who are intent on protecting their ancient home when faced with encroachment by theme park developers. Ooh, it's like Jurassic Park, but with pterodactyls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danny Houston, or Huston, uh, recently seen as the villainous William Stryker in this summer's horrible film, Wolverine, is joined. <laughs> I'm sorry. I The guy, I'm sure, is a wonderful actor. I just, that movie was crap. Um, is joining the cast of Universal Imagine's untitled Robin Hood movie, which Ridley Scott is now directing in England with Russell Crowe. Really? Really? Wow. You want the next page? Sure. Go for it. Stick him. All right. David Goodman, executive producer and writer of Fox's. Family Guy has been tapped as the writer of the new Hong Kong Fooey film. That show is awesome. Hong Kong Fooey? Yeah. He's number one super guy. He is. He's Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> I can't think of the rest of the song. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, NBC's new fall drama series, Parenthood, has been pushed mid-season because of an illness that has befallen Mara Tierney. It's right. Yeah. One of its stars. Uh, the production start has been postponed for eight weeks to late September... Due to medical evaluation that tyranny is undergoing, NBC said. I don't need to read that. Okay. We are unable to release further details and ask you that. Respect your privacy at this time. I, they did release a oh, little, they bit, did say that. A little okay. bit earlier today at work. When I, when I was at work. I'm sorry. I haven't yeah, had a chance to update this. But they did say she has breast cancer. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So that's what she's doing. I thought she was great at news radio. She was like one of the... She was the girl that Dave fully really went after. Yeah. Um... Oh, sorry. It's you. Uh, MTV Falls On, Hard Times. <laughs> uh, it's new pilot brought to order in the pilot when RJ's anatomical gift is drastically revealed in front of the whole school. He goes from an anonymous to infamous and finds his first silver sliver of confidence. But he also has to deal with his best friend trying to capitalize on his newfound fame, a student body with no swords of, of cruel jokes and an insane home life. Wow. Which that sounds like Hung on HBO, but yeah. just with... Kids in high school. Which, yeah, yeah. Seriously, like that? Oh, well, I shouldn't talk huh. on that. Um, okay. Uh, Will and Grace's Eric McCormick returns to sitcom TV in CBS's New Adventures of Old Christine in a reoccurring role. He also stopping by Law and Order SVU, where he will play a sugar daddy. I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, Will uh, Eric McCormick as a sugar daddy. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it on Fringe, the exciting Kirk Acevedo. The exiting. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> exiting. Wow. Usually it's the other way around. Usually you pronounce it wrong. I, I, I know. <laughs> the exiting Kirk Acevedo. He might be exciting. He, you know, he is exciting, Okay. Actually. Well, then there you go. In a saucy way. Uh, he plays Charlie. Has a key point in the brutal and mind-blowing sequence in the first episode of season two. All right. Uh, former Oz actor Terry Kenny is joining The Mentalist as an ex of Robin Tunney's Lisbon and is a major player in the Red John investigation. Ooh. Terry Kenny is... Uh, who's that guy? Uh, I saw a picture of him. Like He, he is a character actor. Like, you look yeah. at him and you go, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. but uh, I think I know who he was. He, I think he wasn't he one of the... Uh, on Oz, wasn't he like one of the guards? Uh, or did you did you watch Oz? Anything? Yeah, I did. 
Yeah, I think he was one of the guards. Like, he, he almost has, like, a I'm a pleasant kind of guy. Kind of, mm. like, r- round ruby cheeks and just sort of balding. Oh. He's not uh, J.K. Simmons, the leader of the... Okay. Yeah, it's not... That's, that's what that's, I was thinking. That's not... Or J.K. Simmons... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. It's not him. Yeah, yeah. He's also the voice of the yellow M&M. True story. Who is? This guy? Terry Kinney? No, no. J.K. Simmons. Really? Yeah. Uh, Billy West told a funny story at Comic-Con one year where uh, his wife is like, Honey, you got to watch this new show on HBO. It's like, it's so intense. These people are real. Like, they fucking murder people. I, it's a man... I've never seen that much hatred in, in a man's eyes before. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's acting. I think it's he's a real... Talking about Oz? And, yeah, talking about Oz. It was, it was a good show. And Billy West watched one night. He's like... Because they rerun it every fucking night. He finally yeah. sat down with his wife. And he's like... Look, like, look, honey, look, 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 there it is. That man, he scares me. He's, he, that's real violence and hatred. And he's mm-hmm. like, honey, you know, I do the red M&M. Yeah. I was like, that's the yellow M&M guy. He's like one of the nicest guys ever. Yeah. So that's a little, huh. he freaks people out. That's, it's good. Plays, um, the, the editor in, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson. Gotcha. All right. Shooting um, crap through a goose. Andrea Bowen. Um. She was uh, she was an Ed, right? Or no, no that's, that's, that's Julie, Julie Bowen, Bowen, who was also in Happy Gilmore. Yes. All right, Andrea Bowen. Sorry, has signed on to reprise her role as Susan's eldest spawn, Julie, on Desperate Housewives. While it is noted by ABC that she may that she may be a reoccurring, um, Acello's yes, Acello's sources tell him that she is coming back as a series regular. Now, for those who are in the Ustream room, aka Phil. <laughs> who keeps saying, why aren't you reporting about Ryan Reynolds? See, it says... It's the next one. It's right there. I'm getting ready to read it. We've had it here the entire time. Hey, guess what, guys? Phil in particular. Um, There's this movie coming out called Green Lair. I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah, and we interviewed Mark Guggenheim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Um, I've heard uh, Ryan Reynolds has signed to, to play in that movie. I know, and he, ironically, he's the only actor who's ever done Marvel and DC, because he was Deadpool. And, and the funny thing is, the Hollywood Reporter said... What was he? He was Deadpool in Wolverine. Oh. Which is a Marvel character. And apparently, he wanted to do a Deadpool, but he didn't like the way Marvel was doing it, so... Yeah. Hollywood Reporter, and the thing is, he's supposed to produce it, too, and everything. Hollywood Reporter said they could, uh, he could do Green Lantern, but probably option out of his contract, mm-hmm. and do Deadpool, and when... He said he's going to do De- do Green Lantern right away because Marvel is, well, yeah. you know, being Marvel. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, screenwriter extraordinaire Aaron Sorkin, um, West Wing, Studio Sixty, Studio Sixty, American President, American President, Charlie Wilson. And, uh, well, you know what else he wrote? Um, Sports Night. Well, that too. There was another movie. Dennis the Menace. No, no, that's John Hughes. Crazy John Hughes. <laughs> I want to say like. Uh... Oh, shit. You're gonna say something if you can, if you can get it. It's, you're probably gonna be right because he's wrote some weird curveball films. No, I want like really good. Um... Oh, hell. No, no, I mean, was a few, was a few good men written by him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. That, well, no, that, no. That's what I'm saying. It was something probably out there curveball almost. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Well, I heard like I I was thinking West Wing like. Like government type stuff. You can't handle the truth, uh-huh. man. Um, okay. He's been tapped to to by Sony to rewrite Moneyball. The film where he reported previously as being in turnaround and impossible 
an impossibility to lose its star, Brad Pitt, who has for the time being agreed to stay attached to the film. Well, if Aaron Sorkin's one going to be rewriting it, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, previously, uh, Jim Carrey was initially attached to this project, but Mel Gibson had been tapped uh, by recently director Jodie Foster as the lead of the new film Beaver. The film is about a man who has a puppet of a beaver on his hand. <laughs> he thoroughly believes the beaver is a real being and or person, and uh, and a lot of reviews are comparing it to like a Charlie Coffin movie or Lars and the Real Girl. And uh, I, I love there was, I forget what website it was, but it, the entry at the top said uh, Mel Gibson is uh, is signed on to touch Jodie Foster's beaver, which I thought was pretty funny, pretty clever. Because yeah. we all know that she's, you know... <clears throat> so uh randall wallace no relation to the character mel gibson played yeah and braveheart even though ironic ironic yes randall wallace uh, the writer director of we were soldiers and the writer of braveheart has been tapped as fresh blood to you know, i actually Disney's. did not realize that you did not realize i didn't realize that it was written by randall wallace, randall wallace yeah. but did, i now you know i probably saw it and was like irony he how did he write that it's like <laughs> it's like long ago before I die, my last will and testament. For I am quartered and drawn. <laughs> Mel Gibson must make the screenplay of me. <laughs> but give it a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, as f- uh, he's been tapped to write uh, the remake of Captain Nemo, semicolon Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, by Disney. By which is by Disney. And uh, one last note, which I forgot to put on here, which is the guy who wrote Sea Biscuit, and mm-hmm. he also, uh, oh my God, he wrote Big. Okay. Forget what other things he's he's he he directed something else too. I think he wrote uh, Pleasantville and Sea Biscuit. He okay. directed wrote and directed both. He's doing Spider Man for the script of Sam Raimi. So really, yes. And the studio is not as involved this time, which is good. So I'll say that to last, but I forgot to put it in there. So, but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll be right back right after this.
lost without your love. Your Song. Yeah, for those watching our, 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 our Ustream, got a special version of it. Mm-hmm. And for those who listen to our normal show, got the real version. <laughs> got the real version. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, do anything fun this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any reviews, Nick? I saw a putty tat. <laughs> no, I, I saw Beth Cooper. Uh-huh. And I, I enjoyed it. That's um, good. I'm a big fan of the book, though, so I'm probably yeah. going in a little biased, but yeah, I have more information on, on my fan flow, though, or not on our, my fan flow, our fan flow. Yeah. Um, it's a good movie. I suggest you go see it, but um, because I don't know, like, oh, let me ask. I mean, are, are you want to see? Are you going to ever see Bruno? Probably ever. No. Did you see Borat or? I saw Borat. See, Borat was good because I don't think. The people in the movie... This is from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. The people in the movie in Borat that he was playing the stuff on, like, had no idea. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Except maybe, like, Pam Anderson. I'm sure he had to know about that at the end. But... 
and Bruno, I've heard that he's he's become so famous and people like realize that it's him or they realize it's someone playing a trick on them that they almost have to like ham it up. Yeah. They have to go along with it. Hmm. And uh I don't know, I've heard it's just one big one big gay joke and uh you know. See, it just doesn't seem interesting to me. That, that, that's the same thing. Like, the, the thing is, like, when you watch the trailer, though, I mean, you are, it is funny. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I found myself laughing a few times. But yeah. I, what I found funny was I saw a midnight showing and uh, of Cooper, and it was the same night that Bruno opened. And all, a bunch of kids that wanted to go see Bruno couldn't get in because they were underage, so yeah. they were forced into Beth Cooper. Yeah. And they were all bitching and playing, and they all enjoyed the movie by the end, for the most part. Yeah. Um, even though there was a weird, large crowd of Asian kids, which like made me feel a little weird. Where'd you go? Went to Lennox. There's not a ton of Asian people. Like <laughs> for those who live in the Columbus, Ohio area, you are probably quite familiar with the AMC Lennox theaters. But uh, yeah, I uh, always noticed that. There's always. I've. Ne- I'll be honest. Like maybe the girls, which they're. Fine looking girls, <laughs> but I mean I've never seen that many just yeah. Asian kids all over. Like I I, that's know. probably a little mean of me to say, but I mean no seriously. Like usually, like I go to an opening night, you see a, a diverse oh, crowd. That's not that's not mean to say. Well, Asians. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm pick, picking on their uh, their ethnic whatever ethnicity. Sure. <laughs> is that? An... Hey, they make good food. <laughs> I like Chinese. They come from a long way overseas. They're cute and they're cuddly and they're ready to please. They, I like Chinese thought. The wisdom that Confucius taught. Who's that from? <laughs> Monty Python. Oh. <laughs> it's one of Eric Idle's little little ditties. Gotcha. Which. It's one of the most offensive songs ever, if you really think of it. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a hilarious song. Yeah. But, uh, no, so I saw Beth Cooper, that was good, and, uh, God, I mean, what else did I see? Oh! I watched The Code! The what? The Code? Remember last week, the Antonio Banderas film was oh, like, yeah. uh, with Morgan Freeman? Uh-huh. Good movie, except for the weird scene where you're just like, fuck, we're gonna release it straight to video? Let's have a few shots of Antonio Banderas' ass fucking that chick. Oh, yeah. That would be great. He was ass fucking that chick? Or his ass? <laughs> you saw his ass moving up and down as he oh, was fucking I, the chick. Oh, And I'm just like, seriously, I do not want to see that. Like, they could have shown that so much better, and it would have been a lot better. Just... You're covering up the chat. I'm sorry. I'm... Even though I can't really read it from my Someone in her room, or not in her room. Someone, well, in our chat room. Yeah. Said it's okay that you can pick on the Asians; they don't mind. They're better at math than you and get paid lots more. Yeah, that's true. That is very much true. That little kid from a uh, little kid. He's a grown man for God's sake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was very bad of me. Guy from Heroes, Masai Oka. <laughs> no, the dude works at ILM mm. and still does Heroes. Yeah. Like, he designed half the software for episode one to be used. Like, the CGI equipment for... Yeah. Okay, so I guess you could probably crucify him for making the software available so that they could create Jar Jar Binks. But, yeah. I mean, to do everything else that IML does, he did a lot of basic software for that. Hmm. So they do make some money. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. 
So, God, what else have we uh, seen? Did you watch any shows lately? Um, Discovery Channel did a uh, oh that Pitchman show, kind of a, yeah, like, a tribute to Billy, Billy Mays. Mays. Was that good? Yeah, it was pretty. It was kind of like a kind of like a history, like how he got started and things like that. And it was, I mean, it was good. Sad. But it wasn't, like, too sad where you're, like, you know, crying or something. Yeah. Like, well, are they are they promoting Shark Week yet? No. I don't think so. Well, someone at, at the uh, uh, Hollywood Reporter got their, got a, a packet for Shark Week coming up, apparently soon. Mm-hmm. And, uh... They might, I don't know. The whole thing was, uh, a box filled with newspaper clippings Saying that that the name of the the reporter that they you know their name has been lost at sea, they found their body, and whatever. And it, he he kept going on. There's like frisbee. It said Discovery Shark Week. Um, this frisbee used to belong to, and it had a picture of of the reporter on it. And he's like, this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen, because <laughs> it pretty much just whoever each reporter would get one yeah. is pretty much it's their stuff, their picture, their name, <laughs> whatever. They they were eating by sharks. That's pretty cool, for actually. sure. Well, it's cool, but it is a little just like, how far are you gonna take you know advertising for your show? I'm just gonna yeah, take it and. Uh, I, I I watched the movie this week actually. What what? Uh, Amanda got it from the library. It was a uh, <clears throat> it was an independent film. Well, yeah, I guess it was an independent film that was at Sundance mm-hmm. a couple years ago called Confederate States of America. The Confederate States of America. Yeah, and it's it was um, made by some British filmmakers. Uh, it's not very long. It's like. I think it was like eight minutes or something. But oh wow, that's that's short. Yeah, and but it was a mockumentary, basically as you would be watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. If and it would take it takes place in present time, but if in the Civil War the South won instead of the North, so it's so it's now like if we were living in the Confederate States of America instead of the United States of America, basically. Lincoln wouldn't have gotten president, you know, gotten elected president, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Slavery, slavery wouldn't have been abolished. So, like, is it a comedy? Kind of, but it's like you laugh at it and you're like, is there anyone in there that's like like character actors or anyone? No, like, no, oh, I didn't wow, recognize anybody. Yeah, wow. Um, it was, I mean, it was very, it was really interesting because it makes you think, like, man, that's probably how it would have, would have, like, Turned would out. be now. Like, every fifteen minutes in this movie. It cut like cut to commercial because you're like watching it on TV, TV. and it would cut the commercial and like uh, the commercial would be for the Confederate um, like sign up for Confederate family insurance and you know protect your family, your children, and your servants and you know yeah that's 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 bizarre yeah and it it kind of makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Because, like, people, yeah. like, did, probably would have acted like this way if, you know. It was interesting. It was good if you see it. Go, you should see it. But I, I see, that sounds... It's, um, it was, you know, it's one of those things presented by... Confederate States of America presented by, um... It was a Spike Lee thing. 
Yeah. It wasn't a Spike Lee joint. He didn't direct it. <laughs> it was a Spike Lee... Presentation. Like he produced it or something? I don't know. What does he call those? His films that he... A joint. Spike Lee joint. Well, that's when he directs them. Mm-hmm. But what about when they're... I don't know. Hit, ha, Spike Lee Coke? Uh, I don't know. It just said presented by Spike Lee. A Spike Lee needle. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching here. Spike Lee Doobie. That's it. Well, the, the Doobie is the joint. So oh, yeah. The Doobie is the joint. Sorry, I'm not up to my... Marijuana standards. Drug Liga. Yeah. Liga. But, uh... I caught myself watching, uh... Like an hour of that freaking To Catch a Predator. I have no idea why. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch 30 Rock after <laughs> The Office? Sometimes. Uh, her boyfriend, Dennis the Beeper King, uh... He's like he comes back to apologize to her, and Liz is gonna take him back. And she's like, because she's a TV junkie, she's watching mm-hmm. TV. And he, if I remember correctly, he gives her uh, flowers and candy. And she's like, "Why, Dennis? What are you thinking of?" He's just like, "Well, I was thinking of you, babe. You know, I always think of you." And she's watching TV. It's to catch a predator. And uh, they're waiting in the, in the house. And he comes in with the candy and the balloons, <laughs> and they stare at him for a bit. He's like. Whoa, 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 whoa. Does she Chris told Hansen me, come out? Yeah, Chris Hansen comes out, <laughs> and, he, and he's just like, this ain't cool. What are you doing here? This is totally legal. This is totally legal. And then he, like, takes the candy and balloons and makes a run for it. So then, <laughs> so apparently, like, it's literally just <laughs> He gives her the chocolate, and then she sees that, looks at him. He's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, babe, babe, I'm sorry. It was, it's legal. It's legal. She That's told fine. me. She told me she was 18. <clears throat> That's funny. But, yeah. But, uh, I saw Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good? Uh, it's good. I don't think it at all deserved Best Picture. Yeah. I, I just thought... I mean... the Did you see the MTV Movie Awards? Yeah. Andy Samberg's video where the he jumps into the pile of shit. That happened. Yeah. And it's disgusting. Yeah. And I know they have that stuff there, but I just don't want to see that stuff. I mean, and when it's a comedy, it's okay. And they played it for a joke too in the movie, but it was like, like this is this is funny because it's sad and real. And I'm yeah, just like, yeah, because yeah, the kid wanted an autograph of somebody, mm-hmm. and his brother, his brother's a douche, man. Yeah, brother's a douche. <laughs> for those those who've seen the film, you know what happens. Yeah, but but yeah, no, I mean it's it, it's okay. It's just yeah, shouldn't have been best picture. Yeah, I also saw uh, I saw the code. I also saw a horrible film called uh, Spring Breakdown, with it, okay. which is with uh, Amy Poehler, Rachel Dratch, and uh, Parker Posey, okay. where there's these three girls in college that are like really uptight and just sort of prissy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but not like popular girl prissy. They're just, you know, well, it cuts them like f- 15 years later, and they're still the same way. They're not like, you know, married and have a... Oh, Will Arnett's in it, too, and uh, he's bl- he plays a blind guy. Uh-huh. And she's like, Amy Poehler asked him out. And yeah, I don't yeah. like Amy Poehler. I've, re- I've come to realize because 90% of the things she did in the movie, I just didn't think was even humorous. Yeah. But the only thing I did like, she's like, I got two tickets to Amy Grant. Would you like to come with me? And he's like, uh, would I? I love Amy Grant. He's like, can I, can I feel your face? And he, he <laughs> like puts her face. He's like, I am busy. Like that. And then <laughs> walks away. And so you're just like, 
so later he's like, no one will date me. Oh, everyone will date you. You're so pretty. No, I'm not. A blind man wouldn't date me. <laughs> thought it was pretty funny. Beyond that, though, it wasn't a horrible way to spend like two hours. Yeah. But it wasn't exactly, you know, great either. Mm-hmm. The code was much better. I, you know what? The code was really good. <laughs> it really was. If you have to see a Miranda movie, go fucking get yeah. the, the code. It actually has a few nice twists in it. I was, yeah. I, I was surprised. I was surprised. You know what I'm saying? I started watching Big Brother, but oh, I don't know if I want to get into it or not. John, <sighs> you know what? Once you get three episodes in, you can't go back, buddy. I saw the very first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Amanda watched it, so I probably won't watch it. She'll probably follow the whole thing now. I probably won't. But You know what? You're, you're good, though. It's probably for the best. It, it is. is. It well, looked interesting because... They have, there's 12 people, and there's three groups. Yeah. And it's, have you been watching? I, no. No, but I, it's, I, well, I follow, I've been following it's the sporty, Jesse back. It's all, uh, yeah, it's clicks. all about, yeah, high school clicks now. Sports people. Yeah, I really like how there's the, the unpopular kids, I forget what they, they call them. The offbeat. The kids. offbeat. I would I'm definitely just, be in that, probably. Oh, God. You I, know. But I, I just think that's so Oh, funny. you like music. You're mm. offbeat. Fuck you, bitch. You can draw. You're weird. <laughs> yeah. You're off beat. I was gonna say I play the sport. <laughs> I play golf, but <laughs> golf's a sport. <clears throat> it is a sport. Would I have been in the sporting people? Probably not. <laughs> Athletes. Mister, your coach, Mister Duffy, I would say, would agree. Yeah. Say yes, but hey, I had a I had a thought of wisdom earlier this week that golf. Golf is the only sport that I can think of that you practice and practice as hard as you can to get very good at it. And then when it comes to playing the actual sport, you want to play as little as possible. The point is to play as little as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because the more hits you have, the more points yeah, you get. Yeah. And you don't want points. Yeah. I, I, used to be, I, I thought used to that be, was interesting. I used to be decent in basketball, surprisingly. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not very good at basketball. I can't shoot left-handed at all. Well, I, no, I'll, I'll admit I can't shoot. I'm a, I'm a righty. Mm-hmm. Can I shoot right? But I mean, I, I mean, they tried to do that in basketball camp one year. They was like, you gotta learn how to shoot with your left. I'm like, I can pass with my left. I can't <laughs> freaking. Uh, I played. Uh, I played forward. I was gonna say in golf, really. Uh, I played every position. He. Uh, one of the people in the room played slam dunker. Slam dunker. Now in uh, now in NBA Jam, <laughs> when I was with the Hornets, which was a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Shaq joining the the Cavs? Cavs? I I might have to start watching NBA now. I know, right? I know, because I think Le- I mean LeBron's pretty sweet, just from seeing him on SportsCenter. <laughs> now uh, they're on the same team. Yeah, yeah. Now was it those two that had a rivalry, or was it Kobe and Shaq that had a rivalry? Well, I, I think I think people thought that they didn't get along too well. Kobe and Shaq. But didn't they really not get along? Oh, they were on the same team for a while. But uh, oh, you know what else I saw? I saw uh, Royal Pains. Okay. The show just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Love that show. I, that's really all I have to say about that. Um, you know the show Weeds. I've never seen it. I did would you like finally cat? Did you? Oh, you, well, I would like to see it because of a certain thing I saw on YouTube. The guy that plays Uncle Andy, is that... Or Andy? Uncle Andy? Well, I... Is it Kevin Nealon? No. The guy mm. that plays Andy. 
I, I don't watch the show. I don't know. Um, he has these YouTube clips called University of Andy, where basically he, it's him like running a school. Like he, <laughs> he's like the dean of of the University of Andy, and he calls himself Uncle Andy. But he, on each YouTube clip, he has like a certain topic that he talks about. Like it's like this week we're going to talk about how to survive a bear attack. <laughs> And it's just really funny, but, like, he's like, okay, first thing, check and see if it's one of your friends in a bear suit. <laughs> if it is, be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing in a bear suit? <laughs> if not, we'll go to step two. <laughs> I, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I recently, the other night, I was watching TV on DVR and it was on HBO so when I got done it came on True Blood was on oh, yeah. I've never seen True Blood that's not true I watched the first episode it didn't really grab me right away so I didn't you know. uh-huh. but uh, I turned it on I had no idea it was there's these boys at a camp Church of Lights or something like that and I'm yeah. like okay this is interesting and they're vampires because the show's about vampires but sure. these vampires are talking about or these guys who know that vampires exist are, are trying to discuss who was the first vampire and they're like, no, no, dude, Jesus was the first vampire. Because it's Jesus' blood brought shit back to life. He walked walk on water. That shit vampires do. And they just start getting this really theological discussion about Jesus and vampires. Yeah. It was really sort of cool. I got a vampire joke. Yeah, go ahead. Something's going to suck. Something's going to suck. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I'm, I'm intrigued now. All right. Um, uh, three vampires walk into a bar. Goes up to the counter. Bartender asks for first vampire. What can I get you? It's like, give me two shots of O positive. Yeah. Pulls out. Shot glass of course of O positive in it. Drinks him down. It's like, ah, oh, that's good. Second vampire. Says, uh, give me a Bloody Mary. Of course. Gives them Bloody Mary. So that's, that's really good. That's extra bloody. Goes to the third vampire. What can I get you? Um, Pulls out a tampon. Says, just give me some hot water. I'm just going to make some tea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think on that note, yeah. it, would be, it would be a good time to uh, wrap up the show. Could be. Could be. <laughs> if you uh, would like to uh, leave us a voicemail, contact us at 614-364-4088 or email us at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Or John, what else could they do? They can go to the gbgpodcast.com website and mm-hmm. click on the contact us link. That's and cool. there you can see all of our... Uh, That's right. You know, Find out information about the show, about us. You can watch all of our bathroom sessions, which are on YouTube. That is correct. And we also have a link called The Cool Stuff, which has links to uh, interviews and other songs and parodies we've covered within the show itself. Mm -hmm. So um, check that out, gbgpodcast.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to everybody on the Ustream chat um, for for chiming in and helping out, keeping the show going. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll see ya. Something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what song is that?